This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7, the ticket veteran and Ortega connoisseur, Jake Bakoven. I like Ortega and I like Pepper. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. On the Block with Stricken Bob. E. Strick, your favorite Husker. Hall of Famer. Do I say that? You can say that. You can say that, yeah. Man, I really am, though. That's what it still bugs me out that I I, I actually am a Hall of Famer in something. Uh, It's amazing, you know, just just to think about that. But we're here on the block where I might block your shot if you come and face me when we're (laughs) playing in shootout with Strick. But I'm going to let you I'm going to let you get a shot off. But today I am the victor on the shootout with Strick challenge. But we got another week to come. We're on the block right now, right here on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. I wanted to ask you, Strick, because uh, just this is a personal memory of mine. When you went, when you uh, were inducted into the Hall of Fame, was that at the Bob Devaney Sports Center? And was there um, other, you know, Eric Pikowski and other guys there? I don't, I don't remember if that was the, the moment that you were inducted, but I was a student actually taking pictures of you guys. I could probably find a, a, a funny picture of years back of uh, you being on the court there that I took. No, that was um no, it was actually at the um the 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 state facility that's over by the baseball stadium. The, oh, okay. The, the Nebraska. Oh, the I NSA. No, actually, that was where we did the high school one. Yeah. No, we did it in the Haymarket. It was at it was okay. at a, a location in the Haymarket. That's where we actually did the induction. Um, no, what that was was um the Bob Devaney. That's right. The dynasty team. Or yeah, like, like the all so team like or me, something. Me, Teron Lou, I think Vincent Hamilton, Pike, and uh, Dave Hoppin. That was yeah. that. That was that that time. That's what I remember. That yeah, that was awesome. Because that was the very yeah. that was the last game I believe of the Bob Devaney's. That was gonna yeah. be in the Bob. Yeah. yeah, and and so yeah, that was where they they honored us for that. And I thought that was pretty cool. It was cool to come back and you know uh, kind of choke up one more time. Yeah. The, the same way that I left, choked up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, they, they say they say men, grown men, don't cry, but I think they do. Oh yeah, <laughs> when they when they get emotional, I think it's, it's healthy to cry. To, yeah. It's healthy, man. And so I did. I got choked up a little bit, but uh, yeah. Um, there's going to be some tears that are going to be happening really soon. It's coming up. It's uh, it's it's a unique time of the year. Uh, when the NFL draft is going to pop up. I mean, they used to do it in New York and they kind of moved it around a little bit. But this year, uh, later this month, it's going to be in Las Vegas. And I thought there were some things that I found interesting about that. I mean, you're going to you're going to see some of the, the players that you remember, uh, especially in, in Nebraska remembers is uh, Ohio State wide receiver Chris Olave. He'll be there. Garrett Nelson, uh, Garrett Wilson, not Nelson. Hopefully he'll be there uh, some point in time. Yeah. But Garrett Wilson would be there uh, along with two more wideouts. Alabama is sending a couple. Uh, and Jamison Williams, who had that injury that basically without him, it was pretty much a wrap in the championship oh, yeah. game. Uh, 
and offensive lineman Evan Neal. Georgia leads the way in who they're sending uh, down there. Uh, they're sending players, defensive linemen, I think, who is one of the best linemen that I've seen in a while since, you know, I mean, there's been a lot of them, but, I, you know, I, how dominant he was up front in Jordan Davis and Devontae Wyatt and linebacker Nicobe Dean. And, uh, you know, one of the ones that could be the number one guy, Michigan, Big Ten guy, defensive end Aiden Hutchinson will be there, uh, who is a projected number one pick and uh, one of six defensive linemen that is also heading down there. The draft and the first round will start April 28th. They're in Las Vegas. Um, but one of the things I found interesting is that uh, of those 21, which was definitely a change from last year, uh, there's only going to be two quarterbacks that are going to go, Malik Willis and Matt Carroll. Uh, they will be the only two quarterbacks that will be showing up this time. And uh, there's a song out there um, some of you may know, some of you may not, How Low Can You Go? How Low Can You How Low? I want to know. I want to I want to just take a poll, if we can, on the Sauter Heyman text line at 402-464-5685. How low this year after having such, you know, tremendous quarterbacks that come through, they're normally in the top 10, top tier. But do you see this year's quarterback crew uh, going anywhere in the top 10? Do you think they're going to go um, low in the draft? Do you even think they're going to be in the first round? Do you see a quarterback going in the first round? So I, I want to know what you think about it. 402-464-5685 and what you think about these two quarterbacks that are going to be jumping off. Uh, and, and so, Bach, I turn it over to you, man. Is that interesting to only know? I mean, we've been talking about it on the block. This is a down year for quarterbacks. But at the end of the day, do you uh, do you see any of those quarterbacks? And, and do you find it quite odd that there's only two quarterbacks that really are the ones that are going to be at the uh, draft this year? I do find it weird, particularly that Kenny Pickett's not going to be there because I think uh, out of the, you know, I think Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett probably have the best chances as of right now um, to be picked in the first round. Matt Corral um, maybe could be as well, um, but I, I think that those guys are regarded as the top two quarterbacks. So that's that's interesting in, in, in its own right. Um, perhaps an invitation was sent out. He already has his plans. He wants to go spend it with his family. We see that every year, too. So that's a possibility that probably happened there with him. Um, it's it's interesting because there are a few teams at the top that need quarterbacks uh, or could use you know a, a, another guy in the system to work with. Like, Run it off to me. Like Detroit. Uh, number one's Jacksonville. They're good. They got you know they have they have uh, Trevor Lawrence. Um, They're they, still trying to figure out: do they want to do something with that, or do they want to keep Trevor Lawrence? Because uh, you know, yeah. Let's let's real quick. Let's stay right there. Trevor Lawrence in his first couple years. Um, how do you view his progress? Well, it's just been one year, so I, I don't think there's enough time um, to throw him out the boat. He was one of the top prospects that we've seen in years. Struggled last year, but the Jacksonville Jaguars were not a very good team. Obviously, a lot of turmoil with Urban Meyer. I would hate to uh, make a, a, a quick judgment off him based on that. Um, obviously, you know, projects well, but didn't start off well. Uh, you know, it was kind of a weak rookie class, to be honest with you, um, where you, you just kind of went with whoever had the most team success uh, out there in New England seemed to be the case as the best rookie quarterback. But um, So it wasn't great start for Trevor Lawrence, um, but, I, I, you know, I, I think he's one of the best young 
young prospects in the league still, just based on the standing he had coming to be the number one overall pick last year. So I don't think that they'll move off of him. Um, but there are a few teams behind them that, that maybe could. I mean, the Detroit Lions are number two. They've got uh, a, a pretty good quarterback there, um, but he's a veteran. And is he the future answer? Or do you, or do you need some you know something um, to kind of – get rolling there as far as getting excited about the future because I, I just don't see it there. Of course, a former a former number one all overall pick uh, with the Rams was part of the trade coming over um, to Detroit and uh, sent Matthew Stafford out there to go get a title. So, you know, that, that kind of is what it is, but I don't know. Maybe Detroit wants to keep Jared Goff around. I think more than anything uh, between them and Houston, who's got the third pick, Houston could certainly use a quarterback. It just doesn't feel like that's the time to get one. That so maybe you would, yeah, 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 maybe yeah. they need to trade down um, if the need is there. Um, and then, but you, you just wonder kind of what the, what the own grades are, they are getting on here. Again, Mel Kuyper came out with his uh, picks today. He has Malik Willis going number six to the Panthers. Yeah, makes a pretty good case for the Panthers. They don't have a uh, second or third round draft pick. So it's kind of either trade back a little yeah, bit yeah, yeah. and get somebody yeah. or um, go ahead and, and, and get something going there. Um, for Coach Matt Rule, as he's not in the in the in probably the best position under the Panthers so far, um, that could probably extend him a few years. As you want to give a, yeah. a guy time with his young quarterback, um, the other quarterback that, that uh, Kuiper has in picked is not till twenty to. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, where he has Kenny Pickett, and I've seen a lot of predictions for that. Um, maybe it's it's you can see that that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. That Obviously, sense. he went to Pitt, um, and you know, yeah. so you kind of take the yeah. He's got a, he's got a very capable arm. Twenty doesn't feel well. like you're reaching too much yeah. if you are. Yeah. Yeah, so that that's where they got him, and then and then he doesn't have Matt Corral going until the second round. You know, Sam Howell, Desmond Ritters are still out there, um, but. It's not a great class, and so I, I expect that perhaps we're going to see some trading down in positioning to get these quarterbacks. Uh, real quickly, go to Nate over there in the production studio as he's yeah, got some thoughts. You guys can discuss this and, and decide amongst yourselves, but as someone that follows the ACC very closely and someone that's seen both Kenny Pickett and Here we Sam go, There's they won. That's his one. Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. Every time we start talking about football, here comes Nate talking about Virginia Tech. Yeah, oh, hey. Hey. oh, there's Mike. Goodness gracious, lost Mike. Yeah. Hey, listen, Strick. Well, one, Virginia Tech's best quarterback now plays for Tennessee, and he was uh, preseason, I think, first team all SEC, so we'll see what happens over there with Hendon Hooker. Uh, no, I would say between Sam Howell and Kenny Pickett, uh, if I was choosing one of the two, I'd take Sam Howell. Seriously, like yeah. after watching both of them, I don't. I, I, need, I need you to break that down and tell me why. Well, one, Sam Howell, uh, if you guys remember when US, UNC, uh, the year before this one, I believe they won 10 games when Sam Howell had two running backs that ended up going. A lot of uh, weapons. And the, the third and then the fourth round. Yeah. Um, lost some weapons. Uh, it, he was playing with a younger team, and he showed his mobility this past season. And Sam Howell, mm -hmm. it was more the pocket passer the year before. This year, he showed his mo mobility. And I really do think Kenny Kenny Pickett was a product of the system. Uh, like we talked about, they had the best receiver in the country on the team. And Mark Whipple is no slouch. I think Nebraska fans are going to be very, very happy with Mark Whipple. Um, so, so if I had to decide between the two, I'd take Sam Howell. Just say it. It's Kenny Pickett's tiny hands, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, we can blame we can blame the hands whatever it is. I mean, it's just when you have a guy that historically, I mean, throughout his college career, he wasn't very good. 
But yeah. then when you're come on, Senator Rubio. <laughs> <laughs> but w- when you're 24 years old playing against a bunch of 19 and 20 year olds, turns out you're a lot better. So n- <laughs> no, I don't think Kenny Pickett's really that good, and I think a, an NFL team's going to be pretty disappointed with him. Oh wow. Okay. Well, hey, listen. How low can you go? We're going to be interested in checking it out. It's going to happen really soon. Um, I just still found that it was interesting. But uh, before we, you know, jump off and I, I really want to talk about this and I, cause I, I really found this to be interesting was what's going on. We, we know what happened with the, the agent of Kyler Murray putting it out there. Basically that, that was some, that was something new, you know, when the agent steps out there and basically says, here's why you should basically sign my, my guy to the, the fullest of extensions that are out there and laid out the whole groundwork for the Arizona Cardinals. And then at the end of the day, um, it still doesn't get done. It hasn't gotten done. And now they made another move. And Kyler Murray is, you, you normally hear this from other, um, you know, position players, other elite position players with the re- wide receiver position at the running back position. You know, you may see it at the tight end position. You know, but you don't normally see it at the lineman position. You may see it at the defensive end position. You may see it at the cornerback position. You see it at those 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 specialty positions, but you don't normally see it from the corner quarterback. I mean, I I mean, I guess it does happen, but it's not something that's pretty normal that the quarterback basically says. Now, when they get drafted, you see it. You know, where they'll say they maybe not coming in yeah. because the deal ain't right and so forth, and so you see it there. But I haven't really seen it in a re-signing situation um, thus far. And I could be wrong, but that's just my my point. Yeah, it's fascinating as it's it, it doesn't seem to be getting any better. Um, now the rumors are, you know, kind of out there. Is, is there a breakup intimate? Uh, you know, is, is there possible that these, these guys just aren't going to come to a conclusion because uh, the report's out there he's not going to play unless he gets a new contract. Um, and uh, if you're the Cardinals, I don't know. Uh, what you're necessarily waiting for, you, you know, this is not a this is not a free agent destination. It's a franchise that's struggled, the longest running franchise as far as as a title a streak, a streak goes in major uh, pro sports across United States. You know, it's not just the NFL. So this is a downtrodden franchise for years. Personally, my favorite a downtrodden franchise. But they just, I, I, I you know, I, I understand he might be immature. Um, you know, I might not like certain parts of his leadership style. He's only 24 years old. I think that that can kind of come along. And for the last couple of years, I know they kind of fell off um, in the second half of the season, himself, you know, him included. Uh, and he didn't feel very good. He felt like he took a majority of the blame for their embarrassing loss in the playoffs where they just couldn't get anything going. Uh, he threw a, 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 a basically a zero-yard interception. He tried to get rid of the ball. A uh, guy picked it off at the one going into the yard, into the end zone. Um, so a little bit of embarrassment there, but at the same time, um, you know, I don't know if they're just thinking the number's too big that he's asking for, but he's a top-10 quarterback in this league. Um, some people might say borderline. Certainly, at times, he's flashy enough to get uh, into the MVP discussion. Again, last two years, they've fallen off fallen off kind of over uh, the second half of the season. Is that a Kyler Murray thing? Is that a, a fact that they have Cliff Kingsbury at head coach? I think that could uh, be part of it, but it looks like the, the, the Cardinals just have not done a good job of, of you know, maybe it's massaging his ego 
ago or whatever whatever it may be um, to where he was taking down Instagram, any sort of Instagram connection with the Cardinals. And then they made a joke about it. And then, you know, it's no, there's no time for, a, you know, a team account to make jokes when you're starting quarterback and your best asset uh, isn't happy with what's going on there. So um, I'm, I'm frustrated as a Cardinals fan. Uh, I, I get it. Maybe it, it, it's, there's a slight frustration with Kyler and his immaturity here. But the bigger frustration is with the Cardinals brass for not understanding that this is their prize possession. And it's not very easy replaceable. They they need to they need to come to a deal with Kyler, even if it's a huge money deal. Uh, kind of handicaps what you can do outside of it. That's that's what a lot of teams are having to deal with these days. And uh, it's it's just kind of the next man up for the big contract. Kyler feels like it's his time. Well, here's here I have a three part question for you. And well, it's not a, all the question, but there is one question that's going to come from it. Um, one thing is this. Kyler Murray to me is 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 in and you're dealing with his stature, you're dealing with his ability to see over the line. Uh, you've had that same problem that existed with when they were talking about uh you know uh, Drew Brees. And but Drew Drew is a Hall of Fame quarterback. So I'm not gonna, you know, say that Kyler has not the capabilities. He's definitely a tremendous uh athlete has the abilities to scramble and get out of pockets and create, you know, Patrick Mahomes type situations where he can extend plays. Okay. You have that, but then he missed Deandre Hopkins, who was his top tier receiver last year. Right. Yeah. So you can understand a little bit why there was a drop off. I mean, teams begin to figure out, they begin to scheme for you a little bit different, knowing that your, your top tier guys there. Matter of fact, he had, he got Christian Kirk, the bag, you oh, know, yeah. you know, and, and he's a basic receiver to me. I mean, he's just an overtop the receiver run goes and hope he makes the catch. That's the kind of receiver he is, but he got him a bag. So I, I think he does have value. I think the last part of it is knowing that this draft is down. Where are you going to find anybody better? You know what I mean? So I understand that as an organization, you're looking for the long term. You're trying to make sure that you're able to put pieces around Hopefully you'll get DeAndre Hopkins back and they'll be able to recreate that magic. But at the end of the day, there's a, this is a no brainer, I think. But, you know, again, did I throw something out there? Because I think they're looking at the, the, the part where the inconsistencies come in. Um, he definitely can make the throws. He's got the arm. He's very good at hitting his, his receivers. I just think once they had receivers that weren't able to create separation, he's not that guy like, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and, you know, those type of quarterbacks that can drop that thing on a dime. And so he needs, he needs receivers that can create separation. Yeah. So, and for what it's worth, they, they re-signed A.J. Green. Probably not that guy at this point in the season, but he's, uh, he's at this point in his career. Statesman. Yeah, he's pretty old. Statesman. But he did get 800 yards receiving last year, so that's, that's yeah, helpful I think he I think if you throw him in the slide, if you make him your two, um, yeah. I think if he's your three, yeah, I think you're you're good with an AJ, you know, but I think if he's your two, I think the quarter cornerbacks these days, especially out there, 
Mm, I think it's going to be tough. Yeah, it will be. And, and, and for what it's worth, the Cardinals uh, at this plan of his, uh, point has insisted that they don't um, have any plans to trade him. Um, they're basically just doing a stare-down contest and trying to uh, see who flinches first, see if they can get him to play. Um, he's on a rookie contract, which uh, is, is still uh, not too expensive. And you have to remember, he's he's always had options. He could, he could go play baseball at any point in time, so that's another thing that they kind of have to worry about. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't know how much of that. He- He's really got them. He's really he's really got the leverage in this situation right now. Right. Uh, I could understand if this was a heavy quarterback draft, then you you can maybe kind of wiggle and figure out something. But he's really he's really in a good leverage position. And sometimes that's what that, that's an important part of the negotiation game is what type of leverage that you have. And he's he actually does have some leverage in this situation. Well, and they've talked too about maybe it's a you know a lack of maturity. Maybe that's why the Cardinals aren't ready to buy in. You could hear the uh, similar thing about his former teammate Baker Mayfield. In his leadership, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. so you know maybe that's why the Browns aren't buying in. But you know obviously he's a better quarterback than Mayfield at at the pro level has proven that has already been to the Pro Bowl a few times. Um, again, jumped in the MVP conversation uh, at times in the last couple of seasons because he when he's good when he's on uh, he's hard to stop. Um, and you know, like you said, he might need a little bit more as far as the pieces around him. Um, you don't want him scrambling for his life too often. He's a small statured guy. You don't want him to take too many hits. Um, but he certainly adds that element to the game. It's, uh, it's been, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. A lot of, uh, it's easy for people to get excited about a running quarterback that can, you know, keep plays alive and, and make spectacular plays. But how often do they turn into winning quarterbacks uh it, it's been hit or hit and miss and, and mostly miss over the years as as exciting as they are that you don't usually turn into winners and he's just been at the precipice of that with the cardinals they almost won the division but despite completely falling down uh and stumbling over their feet in the second half of the season last year because they got off to the best start in football if you remember um so i don't know if it's a maturity thing maybe that's they're, they're As trying Chris to... Berman would say, stum- rumbling, stumbling, bumbling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if they're trying to maybe make him mature through this or they want him to prove something before they sign him. Um, to me, he's going to, when his contract comes up, he's going to want top five quarterback money. The longer you wait, the more quarterbacks jump in to get a higher top five type of money, I'd secure him quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is something that they're going to have to weigh out. It is something that is very interesting. We'll keep an eye on it here on the block and and maybe reference it and see if he's able to secure the bag at some point in time. Uh, coming back, we're going to take a little break right now, but we'll come back and talk about Cam Taylor-Britt, my favorite quarterback. Maybe he's yours too. He's well-loved and respected in Nebraska. He's rising. He's He's going up the mountain, baby. We'll come back and talk about Cam Taylor Britt and what Mel Kapper Jr. said about him right after these messages right here on the block. 93.7. 